Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Run. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. <laughs> Saints, are you prepared? We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding as we go through this study. Saints, are you prepared? I want you to turn to Matthew, Matthew 26. We're going to find out about chief priests, and in particular... Caiaphas. So first go to Matthew 26. And of course, this is when Jesus was being led away and he was being questioned. Let's read first so we know who's questioning him. Verse 57. And they, that had laid hold on Jesus, led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and elders were assembled. So they had it all planned. Saints, are you prepared? Yes, your enemies, your Christian enemies, will prepare to attack you, to... uh, find fault with you. I know I I went through this uh, recently um, with the women's Bible study and um, because I had been sending them uh, truth through through the women's Bible study email group and see they teach once saved always saved and of course that's a false doctrine of Satan. And so I was um, showing them Bible verses that I wanted them to explain to me. And, um, and of course, they couldn't and they wouldn't, and it scared some of them so much that they left the Bible study email group um, because those verses are, you can't explain them and believe once saved, always saved. So the leaders of the group and the pastor of the church Uh, got in contact with me and wanted me to meet with them so that we could go over some stuff. And um, obviously, you know, I got in contact with them and I said, is it we're going to get together so you can tell me what I can't say (laughs) during the Bible study? And uh, and so anyway, that that uh, meeting never took place, and uh, so, but they do do that. They wanted to get together so that they could shut me up. And as the pastor put it, uh, we want unity in our um, uh, Bible studies, 
And so the last, one of the last things that I wrote back to him was, um, you say that you want unity, but did Jesus and the um, Pharisees and scribes have unity when he told them what they were doing wrong? And I continued to go through the Bible as the Holy Spirit led me to explain about those that speak truth to those that aren't following the truth. And there is no unity because you can't have unity when you're teaching false doctrine. So it does happen. So that's what was going on back here in Matthew 26. They had assembled together. They were going to get Jesus. You know, they had planned it all. Let's go to verse 59. Now the chief priest and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. So as we know, in order to put Jesus to death or condemn him to death, you need two witnesses. That's God's law. And it's funny how the religious community will follow God's rules sometimes and not other times. They pick and choose which rules they want to follow, which things they want to follow. 60, but found none, yea, though many false witnesses came. So, yeah, a lot of people were saying what Jesus did that was going to put him to death, but no two people said the same thing. And at, and then it says, yet found they none at the last, so finally came two false witnesses and said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God. Jesus didn't say he was going to destroy the temple of God. And so that's the false witness part. Jesus said, the temple of God, you will destroy, <laughs> meaning the religious community. And then the next part is what Jesus said. And to build it in three days, and God will build it in three days, or it will be built in three days, meaning his body and his death. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? Do you understand? So this is Caiaphas. We're going to find out about Caiaphas. We're going to find out about leaders and the way that they do things, whether it's the leaders of, as in a pastor, or the leaders of groups or the leaders of, of the religious community. And so Caiaphas is... Jesus isn't saying anything because they're all false witnesses. And Jesus isn't going to defend himself. He's taught us that. Saying to you prepared, don't try to defend yourself. Teach truth. Like I taught during that email. And it says, what is it? which these witnesses against thee, these witness against thee, 
But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God. So now he's getting pretty mad, and he kind of, <laughs> you know, um, curses that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. So they want him to get himself to say that so that they can put him to death, you understand. And Jesus did answer them, but it's interesting. He didn't answer them their question. He answered them in parable form in an amazing, amazing parable. Jesus saith unto them, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see. Who is he talking to? Caiaphas. And all of those around listening. The Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. So, Jesus isn't saying me, he's saying the Son of Man. He's saying you're going to see a human, and he's going to come in clouds of power, and you're going to see uh, clouds of heaven and hand of power, and you're going to see it. The word is see it, okay? I want us to go to... I want you to hold your place there in Matthew, and I want you to go to Revelation. This is what Jesus is telling us. Saints, are you prepared? And go to Revelation chapter 1. You see, those that are your enemies and that actually are working against God, even though they think they're working for God. When Jesus returns, they're going to be in the same position as Caiaphas and the rest of these will be. Verse 7, Revelation 1. Behold, he cometh with clouds. That's right. And every eye shall see him. Jesus just said, you shall see me. And they also which pierced him caused Jesus to be crucified. They are going to be on earth at the time that Jesus arrives on earth. And guess what, Caiaphas? You're going to be there and you're going to see me who I am at that point. So you see, go back to um, Matthew. So you see, for anybody who doesn't know that listens to the studies, saints, do you understand? Are you prepared for the end times when those that have been dead for thousands of years will arrive on earth before Jesus does? That's what Revelation tells us in more than one place. So, that was Jesus' parable, his answer. He was talking about the future. And I want us to go to um, 
the next verse, 65 back in Matthew. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. So, of course, uh, Jesus didn't say any blasphemy. He didn't say me. He just said in a parable form what was going to happen. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palm of their hand, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? So you understand they were um, very upset. They hated him. And we're going to find out about um, what they did and what they thought before he died and even after he died, their actions, the way that they acted. And it's interesting that, of course, they were jealous of him because people were starting to listen to him instead of them, because he had the power. And that they were afraid of. And so, the word, uh, the name Caiaphas, by the way, is is a um, word that means Dell. And Dell is a small money, a uh, small valley among trees. It is a depression a valley that's a dell. So he's Caiaphas. He's a depression among the trees. Let's go to, um, we're going to stay in Matthew 26, but I want us to go over to verse 3 real quick. And I want you to see this. All right. Verse 3 says, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. So at the time Jesus was crucified, Caiaphas was the high priest. And they had assembled. This was before, you know, they made their plans. You see, that's what the religious community does, especially when someone comes and teaches truth or shows power from God that they don't have. And the people start turning away from what the religious community is teaching. They'll get together and they will um, try to get rid of this one. So we see them doing that there. Now let's go to John. John um, chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're going to find out about our enemies. Yes, the religious community, and mostly the religious leaders of the community, not necessarily the people. John 11, we're going to pick it up in verse 47. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we... They, this is... Um, 
what they did during that meeting. They got together. They wanted to, they're trying to figure it out. And what is it that they're trying to figure out? What's the problem? The next part of the verse tells you. For this man doeth many miracles. So you understand, they're not happy that he's doing miracles. They're not happy that he's showing the power of God. They can't find anything wrong with him. It isn't like today's miracle people that want you to send money to them and give them money and, and prosperity message nonsense people and all of this miracle stuff that they supposedly do or this slain in the spirit nonsense that's not in the Bible. All of that is of the devil. And you can prove it's of the devil because it doesn't exist in the Bible. <laughs> it's pretty simple. If Jesus didn't do it, if the apostles didn't do it, if Paul didn't do it, if you can't find it in the Bible, guess what? It's not of God, it's of the devil. So that's what's happening today. You have these people that are doing all these, quote, miraculous supernatural things, but <laughs> their fruits show you that it's nonsense. But Jesus, he was doing supernatural acts, the good stuff, from God, and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. He wasn't asking for money. He wasn't asking for anything. He was just teaching what God told him to teach, which is, of course, the truth. So they weren't happy about these miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. You understand what, it, what the problem is? The problem is they don't want you taking their people away from them. Why not? Money. <laughs> it has to do with today as well as, you know, then. Now, today it's very interesting because, like I told you, that Bible study in that church um, that I'm no longer going to, uh, the pastor there has this nonsense, false doctrine, once saved, always saved. And the people love to hear that. So, you know, as long as I believe, I'm all set, and nothing can stop me from getting into eternity. It doesn't matter how bad I am or how much I fail or what bad I do. It's okay. And so the people want to keep hearing that message. And so they want the pastor to be successful. They want the church to be successful. They want people, more people, to come in and hear this message so that, quote, they can help more people know about the truth. Once saved, always saved. So they give money to the pastor and the church that teaches the false doctrine. And, of course, that pastor... <laughs> He, he never responded to me except for one email that said, we want unity. And then I explained to him all the things about what the Bible says, and he didn't talk to me again. Now, is that the way a pastor is supposed to act? No, he's supposed to, if he's teaching truth, he's supposed to show you that truth. But the problem is that I was teaching the truth. I was showing him the truth, and he couldn't dispute it because his nonsense is not in the Bible. But you see, 
if he, and I told him what he needs to do is go and tell his people, stand up in front of them and apologize for teaching them the false doctrine and teach them the truth, teach them what the Bible says, and then he can be a true servant of God. But you see, if he did that, he'd lose the people. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that at all. And so that's what's going on here in John. Because it says we're going to lose the people. They're going to believe on him. And they're going to stop wanting to listen to us. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. So, you understand that um, they, the thing is that the people wanted uh, to be out of the rule of Rome. It wasn't time for them to be out of the rule of Rome. And they were waiting for the Messiah to come and take them out of bondage to Rome. And they wanted, they were going to set up, and, they, and as Jesus did his miracles and stuff, some of the people actually wanted to make him king. And, and so they were going to set him up as king because he had the power from God. And then they wanted him, they were going to force him to fight the Romans, to send the Romans away and to, you know, set up his kingdom, Israel, here on earth in Rome, Roman time and, and send the Romans away because he had supernatural power. And so that's what the people wanted. Jesus wasn't saying that because it wasn't his time to set up a kingdom on earth. But the people wanted it. And the priests and the religious community heard these things, what the people were saying, because all the miracles, the people wanted to make him this guy their king, and that's what they're talking about here. Because you see, the Romans gave um, each nation... Uh, leaders, religiously, they could, you know, they picked leaders. They said, as long as you follow Roman law, you can do whatever you want with your religion, with your thing, that's your thing, and you'll be connected to the government because uh, we're allowing you to to, to just do what you want to do as your nation, but you're under the rule of Rome. And so that's what was going on. They were scribes and Pharisees, and they were all um, got their power over the people because of Rome. And so, that's why it says in verse 48, and take away both our place and nation. So, of course, Rome uh, would come in if the people set up Jesus as the king. Rome would come in and attack Israel and Jerusalem, and they would destroy Jerusalem, they wouldn't let them have their nation anymore, and they definitely wouldn't let them have a king that wasn't connected to Rome. So that's what's going on. It's the flesh that they're worried about. Understand? So, and one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest the same year, so understand that um, there's only one high priest a year, 
and Caiaphas is that high priest this year, the one of the year that Jesus was crucified, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. So you understand he's saying, he's answering them in the flesh. He's saying, um, we'll just kill him. You know, that's what he's talking about, killing Jesus, and then everybody will be safe. The Romans will leave us alone. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. You understand that, yes, that's why he was saying that, but unbeknownst to him, he actually was, because he was high priest, he was speaking spiritually, even though he himself didn't understand what he actually was saying, (laughs) which, of course, had to do with, yes, Jesus was going to be put to death, but not because they would wouldn't lose their place or wouldn't have their nation destroyed as they were saying but to be the lamb of god interesting isn't it yes god does use saints are you prepared god does use people in authority that are religious people to say things that are spiritual Yet they don't understand, but you can understand. It's very interesting. I've experienced that. Um, And pastors are, in today's society, in authority. And I've been to many churches, and many times when I'm sitting there listening to the preacher preach, he's preaching nonsense about the flesh and all this other baloney that they teach, yet some of the stuff that he says, God speaks to me through the Holy Spirit spiritually, speaking spiritually about what the person is saying and teaching me messages from the person's service that is meant if you have spiritual ears, you can understand. It's an amazing thing. It really is. It has nothing to do with with what the pastor or elder or deacon or whatever is talking about, but God is talking to you. It's amazing. So I have experienced this. So that's what's going on. The high priest wasn't in any good terms with God, let me tell you, but he was prophesying, and we have eyes to see and ears to hear what he was prophesying. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Abroad. So you understand. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. So understand that God's prophecies can come out of those that are God's enemies. I've seen it happen. God can use people that are not connected to him to do his works. Let's go to Acts. So this is Caiaphas and his group. They wanted to get Jesus. They wanted to to kill him, obviously. Now I want us to go to Acts 
4. Go to Acts 4. This is after Jesus died, rose from the dead, ascended back to heaven. Let's see. I want us to go to verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. And this, of course, is uh, Peter and them. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from dead. So you understand that what they're saying is that they, after Jesus died and rose from the dead, they saw him, he ascended back to heaven. Their job was to go and tell people that Jesus rose from the dead. And that's what's going on there, is they're telling people that. And these, um, you know, Sadducees don't want to hear that because they don't believe in life after death. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold into unto the next day, for it was now eventide. So, you see what I mean by they follow the law to a certain extent, but they don't follow it to, you know, the whole law. They just fainly do it. <laughs> it's just whatever they want to follow. And that's exactly the way it is today, too. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> 5,000 men believed Peter. This is because God gave them the ability to believe the faith. Because the Sadducees heard, the priests heard, the temple gods heard, but they didn't believe it because they weren't given the ability by God to believe. This was the beginning of the church. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes and Ananias, the high priest, so you understand this was the next year. Because Anchiapus and John, and Alexander. So you understand that we've got a different high priest here. So this didn't happen the same year um, that Jesus was crucified. That's an important part. But Caiaphas was still connected to the priest line, high priest people. And as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And... When they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? So, <laughs> this is the way they act. These people see the miracles, see what they're teaching, and the multitudes are believing Peter and the uh, apostles. And the religious community doesn't want that, so they stop them. You see? Saints, are you prepared? They will stop you, even if you're doing good works. Jesus said, if they do things in my name, leave them alone. Interesting, isn't it? A lot of people have a problem with that. Now I want to go to Acts chapter 5. 
And I want us to go to verse 16. Just a little bit of more information. There came also to also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. So the apostles had the power to heal. They were, this was the beginning. They had the power. Then the high priest rose up, and all that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation and laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. So, saints, you prepared. See, these religious leaders had the power to put people, because they were connected to, um, to Rome, they had been given authority by Rome to do their religious stuff, whatever it was. It wasn't Roman law, so it wasn't the law. It was religious law. It was whatever they wanted to do, but they had been given that authority and guards and things from Rome to do whatever it is they wanted to do. And so, yes, saints, you prepared. They can throw you into prison, and this is showing us what will happen during end times if you try to cause trouble with the religious community at that time? Saints, you prepared. And today, even, you understand that there's a time and a place for the way things are. And you have to understand that when you're in a place where they have authority to stop you, then you've got to make sure that when you're doing what you're doing is not breaking the law. And why I say that is because if they were breaking the law, then God wouldn't have helped them. Now, I want you to read the next verse, okay? So if you're breaking the law of the land, like going to China and giving out Bibles when it's against the law to give out Bibles, then you're going to end up in prison and you could end up dead. And guess what? God isn't going to help you because you're breaking the law. You're going against God. But in this case, no, they weren't breaking Roman law. They were just irking the religious leaders who had been given authority by Rome. Verse 19, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. So you understand that, what did they say? Did they say to, you know, just tell everybody everywhere? No, it it said they had specific um, instructions. Go to the temple, tell the people, about Jesus and what he did, and he rose from the dead. That's your job. So if you follow what God wants you to do and not what your church wants you to do, then God will help you understand that. Saints, are you prepared for the attacks that you'll come against you from the religious leaders especially? if 
you can cause them trouble (laughs) by making people within their church leave. And that completes this study.